Hey, happy friends. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 154 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA NY Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Logan, how are you today, tonight? I'm feeling like a V friend. I'm Loopy Logan. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> That's your wacky pack name. V friend's yeah. name. All right. Well, first, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Panini America, for sponsoring the show. And we got a great show for everybody today. We got the race and recap. There's a little bit of happening there over at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. They selected the next induction class of 2024. And so we'll review that real quick or long, whatever. Me and Logan were on assignment at the National, so we will talk about that. That's that's like a, two shows in 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 one and then we'll finish the show with king's court so we got a long way to go a short time to get there mm-hmm. it could be a song yeah we gotta try to uh get this down within a few hours so <laughs> yeah yeah as it was it took us a while to uh get prepped for the show we got a lot of slides here so but first shout outs to kyle katz and skid marks for the youtube comments appreciate that we read them so please leave them, right? Right. Yeah, we read them. I, I know how to. I know how to read. Yes, yes, you do. I will vouch for you there. <laughs> All right, let's move over to racing recap. There are a few races while we we're gone here. Over in the Craftsman Truck Series, that was race number sixteen. Hard to believe that the regular season is over in truck. But that was the Worldwide Express 250, and that was Saturday, July 29th at Richmond Raceway. Carson Hosfar was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Jake Garcia, position four. Yep. I uh, have to admit that I did not see any races this weekend because I forgot to set my DVR. Well, not to go too deep of mine, I did set the DVR, but my wife was texting me like, hey, can I delete some delete some of these races because it's overwriting everything? So uh. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's fine." Hey, she got to watch her show. So Carson Hosevar, his rookies, twenty twenty two. We've talked about it a few times. The tw- number twenty nine, the Dunruss rated rookie. I love that hat. Uh, with all the parallels, printing plates, there's signatures as well. Just a few versions of that. Then we move over to Chronicles. He's an absolute, absolute autographs, clearly Donruss and Spectra. And also in 2022, Panini Prism with the parallels there and the signatures, few versions there. And also in Panini Prism, sensational signatures. So, Yeah, I'm looking at the Prism cards and I'm wondering if he's trying to flash some gang signs there. (laughs) yeah yeah come on carson and let's see highest finishing rookie jake i say jake Garcia. yes no cards for him yet but maybe in the future jake the break (laughs) yeah our next race race number 17 i think that's the start of the playoffs that's not until august 11th they're off this week and that's going to be the T-Sports 200 Luke at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. 
And again, that's August 11th at 9 p.m. Cool. I think where'd Haley finish? Like 15th or something? Yes. I think she was in that. She's in the top 20. So, wow. That's an impressive day for her. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know. If I thought I saw that she's engaged. Did you see that? Um, no, I did not see that. Well, there goes the racing career. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I'm when I cover the uh, Xfinity race, or when I'm talking, uh, maybe you can zip out there in uh, real time. Double check me, but move on over to the Xfinity series. That was race number twenty, and that was the Road America one hundred and eighty, and that was Saturday, July 29th at Road America at. Elk Heart Lake, Wisconsin. I was double checking. I thought I mentioned they were at Richmond before on the truck, but our winner was Sam Mayer and highest fisher rookie was Parker Resliff. And that was Sam Mayer's first Xfinity series win. What do they say on um, Independence Day? I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. No, I've been <laughs> <laughs> it finally happened. I'm glad to see it. Uh, we've been calling this for a while. It took a little while, but it finally happened. I was going to say, you called it here for the last six months. Yeah. But you were right. I mean, he was, he's so close and we're uh, running for JR Motorsports. They have a good Xfinity package so or team, mm-hmm. and they bring a, a good good car every week. So, And Sam Mayer, rookie cards, 2020 Dunruss. He has a rated rookie there. Which I did not make it. It did not make it to the slide with the different parallels, printing plates. Also in optic, optic signatures. There's also in chronicles with chronicles score. There's two different parallels there to the left with score autographs. There's to the right. Also in spectra, a few versions there in the middle. Also Panini Prism signing sessions. No base cards in Prism. And then also in 2020 Panini National Treasures, Social Signatures and Treasure Debut. Yeah, I was happy to see this win. Um, like I said, it was a long time coming. I've been a fan of his ever since he signed for me during COVID. So, you know, go Sam. I'm proud, proud of you, Sam. He did great. Yeah. And then Parker Reslev, who finished in position 14. He doesn't have any cards yet. And moving to the next race, race number 21, that's the Cabo Wabo 250, Michigan International Speedway, and that's Saturday, August 5th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And then moving over to the Cup Series, that was race number 22, and that was the Cookout 400, and that was Sunday, July 30th at Richmond Raceway. Chris Busher was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Ty Gibbs at position 15. There goes Ty freaking Gibbs again. He's the, always the top rookie. Yeah, and Chris Busher, uh, we've talked about him before, not very often, but we do. 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia has a base card there, card number 45 with the few parallels. I think that's the black and white parallel, number to 99, the top one there to the left is the regular base. There's a red and a gold version. Red is not numbered. Gold is 275. And then there's a Rising Stars autographs as well. Parallels there. And on the right, it shows the picture of the back. Uh, that 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia is actually turned out to be a pretty good set there. It's got Larson Rookie, Josh Berry Rookie, and Chris Busch Rookie. Yeah. 
I like that. But, you know, the bad thing about trying to get those cards graded, I think you've pointed this out before, is if you look at the back and you see those little little diamond things on each of the corners, those things show any kind of ding or wear real easy. So trying to get a 10 on any of these things can be very difficult. Yeah, the image doesn't really show it, but if you take that the white off of the edges that is not on the card, I mean, that is extra I guess from the photo, but to your point, those black edges come up to the edge of the card on all four corners. Yeah, that's a that's a nightmare <laughs> for grading. Yep. Yep. And then Ty freaking Gibbs. We've talked about him almost as much as we talked about Max for stopping there. Yeah. Week in, week out. But 2020 in Chronicles with the multiple sets in Chronicles with Crusade, Phoenix, Score, Spectra, and then also in 2020, Panini Prism scripted signatures, no base cards in Prism, just autographs. You know, uh, you know what we need to do? We need to get the fast-talking guy from the FedEx commercials to record Max Verstappen and Ty Freaking Gibbs so we can go and get through them really quick. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Next, <laughs> next, ra uh, next race, race number 23. That's the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. That is Sunday, August 6th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I have an interesting stat nugget about this race, the cup race on Sunday. And I got this from Toby Christie. And what they say is, is in, in the past, this past weekend's cup race, the entire field finished the event and not one car was more than five laps down to race winner Chris Busher. That's the closest together the entire field has ever finished in NASCAR's 75-year history. So that's pretty amazing. That is. That's, no that's DNF, tight. It's nothing. That's a tight race. Yeah. When I was thinking that, lap, what's that? Within five laps. Everybody was within five laps of each other. Yeah. And I was thinking that on the other end of that spectrum is Ned Jarrett's win, where he was, what, 11, 12 laps ahead of the second place. Yeah, the Southern 500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, the, that just goes to show you that there's a lot of parity right now, and the cars are very dependable. They can they can take a, beady, a licking and keep on ticking, you know. Yeah, not like the old days. No, just even whenever you know, 10, 20 years ago, yeah, when you lose a lose a motor. I remember it's like Hendricks was losing was losing motors, but anyway, digress. Yeah. Moving on to Formula One. Do we even need to talk about it? It was an F one race and Max won. Good job, Max. Yeah. So that was the twenty twenty three Belgium Grand Prix. That was Sunday, July thirtieth. And Belgium Max showed up, Max won. Uh, he was 22 seconds ahead of second place. That's eight straight wins in a row for him. I think it's 19 of 23 races. Sergio Perez and Ch Charles Leclerc, uh, second and third. In the standings, he is now 125 points ahead of uh, Sergio Perez, 165 ahead of Fernando Alonso. And also 165 for Lewis Hamilton. So those two are tied for third place he's running away with it man he's putting on a clinic uh next race number 13 that's the dutch grand prix but 
<laughs> they're off for a few weeks. They don't race until August 27th, so take their wow. summer break. Yeah, they're going to go on vacation, go on cruises. Who knows what they're going to be doing? I was just thinking about something, you know, with trying to beat Max. But over at IndyCar, they were off. They are racing this weekend, August 6th, and that's going to be the Nashville Big Machine Music City Grand Prix at 3 p.m. I may try to go there, but probably not. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty cool. It would be very cool. You know, there, there's a bridge they go over and mm-hmm. everything. It's a, it's a pretty neat little street course they got. And you don't hear anybody complaining about that. Like kind of like with, there were some complaints about Chicago, but you, you know, I think it, I think it'd be pretty neat. I, I, you know, I've only been to a handful of IndyCar races in my life. So who knows? We'll see. Oh uh, yeah. I just realized we skipped Max for stopping cards. Oh uh, no, it's a tragedy. Yeah. 2020 <laughs> Chrome and sapphire uh everything you need to know also i mean we did see some at the show the 2016 and there's also a 2018 tops drums but if you really want to see uh you can just check out one of the previous shows you can use the chapter search to get there so yeah <laughs> well i'll say not not because i know our show is going to run long today because we got a lot of stuff to talk about so we'll yeah. just kind of we'll uh shorten it with max so all right that is the racing recap. So today there was the NASCAR Hall of Fame announcement. We reviewed the list of elder drivers. They broke it up recently in the last few years into two modern ballot, which is the top 10 drivers and the pioneer ballot bottom five. So two from the modern and one from the pioneer there's also a landmark award as well but you know janet guthrie had won that so that's that's awesome we can talk about her uh another day but the three selected today were donnie allison from the pioneer ballot and from the modern jimmy johnson and chad knaus Crew chief for the number 48, Jimmy Johnson. Also crew chief for William Byron as well for that one year. Yeah, check out that picture real quick. Both Jimmy and Chad have a pointed tooth in the same spot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just made that observation. I was looking at the picture. I went, wow, they each have one of those little pointed teeth in the same place. Uh, Okay. Donnie Allison, you know, since we kind of specialize or in the cards, uh, his first cards are in 89 Max. And it's also that 8990, the Pioneer Racing? No. It's that TG, TG Masters of Racing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the Donnie looks like uh, if you're interested. And then the Chad Canals is the 1995 Press Pass. Optima XL, this is like the, the tall boy. And there's a few different parallels of that. And he, that's where he's pictured as the tire changer for the number 24 of Jeffy Poo. Jeffy Poo, yeah. He was he was on Jeffy Poo's team way back when. So his his rookie card is way earlier than Jimmy's. And it's a, that's a nice one to get autographed. I have a, a few of those autographed and encapsulated. Cool, man. Yeah, he, he was at one of the media days. And then we've talked about Jimmy as well. 2000 is his rookie cards. He's got a, quite a few. The 
2000 Upper Deck Racing there to the left. That's a tough one to get because of the foil. And the 2000 SP Authentic number was it 38. That's the, I don't say the low number, but that's the more common than the short print higher up in the, the series. I don't think we have a slide for that. We need to get a slide no, for that. Don't. Everybody usually loves that that base one, that number 38, because of that white. And that shows an auto pretty good right there because of the red or light front of that card. So, And then, Logan, you sent me these over. These are pretty cool. Uh, 2000 maximum. I think we have the maximum in the middle here. But then there's a die-cut version, two different numbers. I think it's the... the um, silver and the bronze and once the 250 i forget what the other one is 90 or something or something like that yes uh so those are those are getting hard to hard to find of course it's been 20 what, three years ago too so and then you have the 2000 max racing the one to the right as well that's a tough one to get in high grade because of the edges i think i told the story I bought a box of those, and you get two sets out of a box. You'll get two Jimmys and two Kurt Bushes. And I think the Kurt, I think I got a 9 and a 10. And then uh, Jimmy, I got like an 8 and a 9 or a 7 and, or seven and an 8, one of those two. So, And then one of our favorites is all the way to the left is the 2000 Maximum Young Lions. Those fell one per box, one of that from that insert set so that's a tough one to find it's die yeah, cut it is i mean it's got adam petty in there i think matt kenseth is in there there's a lot of good cards in and a there. kid uh, named kevin harvick kevin harvick yeah it's a good uh it's a good little set yeah tough to find. it is and i was going to say that uh you know trying to get those things graded look at all the little tips from the die cut i mean all it takes is one little ding on one of those and you're not going to get a good grade. So those things are hard to get graded and get a high grade. I've seen a 10 out there. I, I tried to buy it, but it went past my budget. So I, I self-submitted this one that you see right here. And it's a, it's a nine. That's nice. I got, I don't know if I've submitted any, I think I, I don't know. I must've submitted some, I don't know. I can't keep up, keep up, but. So that's awesome. Uh, that the three of those, uh, drivers, uh, the two drivers and, um, Crew Chief going to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I believe that's going to be January 19th. So that's going to be uh, interesting. So, we, you know, a little bit about Donnie Allison. I mean, some people may think, well, he doesn't deserve to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Well, he does. I mean, he, he was the uh, rookie of the year in 1967. Gosh, think about that. 1967. I was like, like eight years old. And he's also in the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America. And the International Motorsports Hall of Fame in Talladega, that 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 Hall of Fame that's right there as you get in, go into the track. So he's in both of those. Now, one thing I will say about him is, you know, he's not one of the 75 greatest NASCAR drivers, which is was odd to me. But you know, we had him on our list of alternates. You know, that was he was real close on, on our list to get into that, you know, 75 greatest. But he did not make. He does have 10 wins in the Cup, and of course, everybody knows donnie allison from and there's a fight you know in the 1979 daytona 500 you know where he was leading and kelly arborough kind of got under him got him a little loose he came back down hit him and then they bounced off each other and they, they kind of did a really weird thing and then they went down to the infield and then that's when richard petty won pretty cool i'm, I'm happy for donnie allison I, th I think he deserves it so. and yeah I, 
I was going to say, of course, we knew Chad and Jimmy were locks. Yeah, I thought they were both locks. I almost was kind of wavering there that maybe they wouldn't put Chad in with Jimmy and put him in next year. Maybe put um, one of the other guys in, Carl or or um, who was there? Somebody else on the list that I was like, uh, Larry Phillips, maybe it was. Yeah. Because he's got a, a lot of championships in his division. Yeah, I was kind of thinking if they didn't do Chad, it may be, oh, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky, the rooster. I thought maybe he might get in. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad. Uh, it, it kind of went, went the way we thought. Anyway, we, I think I had Sam Ard on my bingo card. I don't know about you for the Pioneers. I Who did I have? I just was going back with the, with the 10 wins and, you know, just – Jack Smith getting looked over for the 75 greatest drivers. I guess, well, if Donnie can get in for the Hall of Fame with 10 wins but didn't make the 75 greatest, well, then maybe Jack Smith, Speedy Thompson, you know, Wendell Scott can't, not Wendell Scott, Fonny Flock or Jim Paschel can make it into the Hall of Fame. So there's still hope. Yeah, I, I think I had um, AJ Foyt. I was really looking forward to AJ Foyt on my with my bingo card there for the Pioneer. Cool, I, I'd be happy with that too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong, you know. Against we, I think we always say that every everyone on that list is deserving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the time and the place that they uh, get selected. We're not privy to being in that room for the debates at the time. So it's like everybody goes in with with the book and a, and a page for every driver crew chief or whatever and then uh, it's like congress there we're gonna they all uh, start debating and uh trying to persuade folks to vote for them yeah i'd love to be a fly on the wall in that room that would be so cool yes sir all right any more for the hall of fame induction process i know uh we got we want to talk about our trip no, not really. Uh, I will say that I have already contacted PSA and put in slot requests to add Donnie and Jimmy and Chad to their respective Hall of Fame sets. So I'm sure hopefully in the next few months they'll have those added. Uh, I know they're behind, so that that is done. So waiting on that. So that's I think that's all I got. Okay. So there was a little tiny show happening in Chicago. It yeah, indie. it's a uh, new and improved 30% bigger. Was it 20%? 30% bigger. 33%. Yeah, new and improved. 30% oh, it was bigger. New and improved, all right. Yeah. <laughs> they expanded it pretty much, I think, took the whole building, although it took the whole bottom floor. I think if they're going to expand now, they got to go to the next floor up. Yeah, they pretty much took the whole bottom floor of, of the Donnelly Stevens Convention Center. It, it went from 400,000 square feet to six. Hundred thousand square feet, and trust me, I know there's stuff we missed because <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff there, uh, and there were cubby holes and all kinds of little spots and things that you know it made it hard to remember. There was the, uh, some of the aisles weren't weren't you know labeled very well. There weren't any signage or anything, so it was kind of tough to navigate some of it. But you know, we made our way around it, so it was fun. Yeah, I would, I could see going there for a day or a day or two, and be you know I could see you could be totally turned around and not know where you're at. So 
after a few days, we were, you know, we were able to hit places twice and make sure we didn't miss other places and stuff like that. So it was, it was busy, it was busy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was busy every day, I mean, except for, you know, Sunday was a little bit more laxed, but every day starting Wednesday night through Saturday, I mean, it was hard to walk around. It was hard to get in. You had to kind of pry your way into some of these tables to even see anything. So that was the good thing that you and I got in there uh, Wednesday morning before the show started and were able to hit a lot of the, the sections of the show and actually be able to see some things before the crowd got there. Because once the crowd got there, uh, it was it was tough. I mean, it, you know, Makes me wonder what would have happened if they had only had 400,000 square feet with the crowd they had. I don't think he would have been able to walk the aisles. Maybe the fire marshal might have to stop the show and get everybody out and then start letting people in. So, yeah, I mean, folks had backpacks, and if you had two people with backpacks on both sides of the aisle looking at the tables, it was narrowly to get through, get through there. So, Yeah. And what about that heat? There were some hot spots in that in that building it was hot outside and i think the air conditioner was doing everything it could there were some hot spots i think in one of those back sections maybe the afternoon sun was hitting those bay doors and was warming up that area so there were some spots where it was uh it was pretty warm inside but yes thursday friday were, were toasty in fact i think the ambient temperature outside on friday was like 96 or something like that which was extremely hot for that area. So and there was a heat, heat index that was like over 100, they said. Yeah, I believe it, because it was, it was bad. It was. But there were, the, it was a massive, there was vintage, there was new stuff there. I want to say it was almost like a vintage card show with a Collecticon, some in that new areas. The vintage, and the, like that, if you'd ever been to Chicago, that main room was pretty much set up the way it's always been set up. Those dealers having all those same tables. But when you got to the two other newer areas, the new dealers, new corporate type vendors, I think there was more modern. That was kind of more, I guess it was a kind of up our alley than, than the main floor. Now there was some NASCAR on the main floor, but there was a lot on the overflows. Yeah, there was. I mean, it was, I will say this. Overall, it was a fantastic show. Believe it or not, we saw more NASCAR there than we saw when we were in Atlantic City last year. So we, we were very impressed with the things we saw. I mean, it's nothing on the scale of any of the other major sports, trust me. But, you know, because we are a niche sport. But we did see a lot of, a lot of nice stuff. And, you know, I bought a few things, Val bought a few things, but, you know, we had to keep a record. I mean, there were so many different places, especially the new section uh, where the, where the newer dealers are, there was a lot of NASCAR in there. Not so much in the main floor where, you know, the, the old guard was. Uh, so it was, it was, it was good. I, it really was good. Now there was some, there's a decent, I think a decent amount of F1 and older, older Panini with, the I was thinking of the guy who had the Mario Andretti's and some of the older yeah uh, Panini type stuff. There was there wasn't a ton of new F1. There were a few folks who had some new F1. 
the NASCAR we saw without really digging were autograph cards. They were in they were in display cases. We didn't really dig or do a deep dive in the dollar fifty cents, ten cent boxes, but we did see NASCAR in there. We just never got back to some of that trying to use our time as wise as we could because we probably spent, I don't know, 25, 50% of our time talking to folks with Panini and Fanatics and going to PSA. PSA, yeah. So I don't know how you want to talk about it. Well, I know, um, and you guys let's talk about some of the, I went with questions. And if you remember some of the shows, I was writing down questions as we went for the last few months, the 1989 Dunruss retros. If you remember, so the way Dunruss works is they have the, their base and then they have retro cards and they started from 84 and went up to 88. There was no 89. They went to 80, 81, I think it was, or 82, maybe 81. And then jumped back to, 90 this year right so we we did go and talk to the folks at panini about that and the reason it was no 1989 was looking keep me honest here was the shading etching or the colors for the 89 and the way it would fit on the sheet and the way they would cut yeah it, it the the colors would have clashed with the design of the 89 is what they said Right. So, you know, doing all the different parallels. So they they opted not to do the 89 set as, a, as the retro set. That's why they skipped it and went to 1990. So that is the one of the official answers. One of the other things I had was <laughs> it drove me crazy that the tops now there were cards last year. I think it was eight or nine that had no print runs. And it seemed like whenever we bought cards, <laughs> miraculously, it was the ones that didn't have a print run. I know the Nick DeVries just jumps at me. At, yeah. There was no no print run. And I think there was a Logan Sargent that was out there that had no print run either, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I was able to attend the Tops Q&A, and I did meet with Clay after and brought that to his attention because during the Q&A, the Fanatics folks mentioned about quality and you know, putting out a great product. So he uh, he texted somebody uh, when I was talk, brought that up. So hopefully, basically, I was saying they kind of need to do kind of an audit. Not that every number had to be corrected, but anything that doesn't have a number, they should uh, rectify. So hopefully we'll see that addressed here soon. So Yeah, and the top Q&A this year, you know, in years past, we could get there early on like Thursday morning and go yeah. sign up. So if you got there early, you could go get on the list and you, you could go to the tops Q and a, well, that's not what they did this year. They had a, a QR code that you scanned with your phone and you entered your information for a raffle for a chance to get in there. Val won. And at the time I didn't think I had one, but like when I got home Monday, there was an email from, from them saying I, I, I had the opportunity to go, but I didn't get to go which was fine. I, you know what? We did other things, but that's how they handled it this year. So it was a little bit different. Yeah. You had to sign up between nine and whatever using the QR code. And then that was on Thursday. And then the Q and a was Thursday night. 
So yeah, it was I all think that within was a fair way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I uh, really like the tops Q and A. I did ask last year. They they did tell us that they were going to do the Paddock Pass, which is something like a stadium club, and then Finest. So I did mention that to Clay that since it didn't come out, if there were still plans for that. And the the answer was pretty much, I think, well, he gave a long answer, but kind of reading between the lines, I think it was basically, uh, you know, the market was saturated and they didn't want to put any more products out there uh, and hurt the integrity of the F1 product and uh, just kind of hold on to that and, and I guess release that maybe when it makes sense. Yeah, that's we had already made that assumption. Yeah, which makes sense, right? So because the F1 prices were not bringing what they were bringing, why would you uh, saturate your market with more products? So no, and uh, so starting off, uh, Val and I got there uh, on Tuesday afternoon, so we had a chance to walk through the exhibit hall, and people were still setting up. So you really. There really wasn't a lot of opportunity to buy anything. I did pick up a, a actually, I've got it right here, a, a Richard Petty, it's right here somewhere, uh, it's in my stack, a 2023 Richard Petty Donruss Diamond Kings, or Race Kings, excuse me, autograph. So I did pick that up. That was the first, my first pickup of the show. Uh, and it is numbered out of, I think, 75, no, 43. It's number 30 of 43. So pretty cool. But, yeah, so we didn't get to, to really do a lot on Tuesday except go see friends, talk to people, kind of look at a few things. That's kind of what we did. And, you know, we had we had dealer passes, so we were able to get in Wednesday morning. And that's that's when, when we really had the opportunity to walk around and start looking at things and talking to people. Uh, and we did on Wednesday, we did have lunch with friend of the show, the Mike Summer. So that was fun. That was better than fun. It was better than fun. Yeah, it was cool to, to catch up with him. We actually brought him a 1983 Uno Buddy Baker in a PSA 8 to start off his 1983 Uno set. So he is on his way now. He's only got 29 cars to go. Yeah, he, he collects a little bit of, of NASCAR. I know he did the 2016 Panini Instant and was working on the 2017, like myself, 2017 Panini Instant, which is a really tough, tough one to complete. So, but yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, he doesn't, I don't think lives too far from there. So, uh, old Hobby Hotline alum as well. Yeah. And of course, we went to Gibson's. That was fun. Yep. Yeah. Lunch mm -hmm. at Gibson's is always fun too. You can't beat Gibson's. Yeah. Now, I did like, I was going to say how much I like it here, but the little like potato chips with the homemade barbecue seasoning. So, yeah, those were good. They they brought that brought those to our table. Those were quite tasty. They were so. Um, where else was going to go with this? Okay, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to talk about the pack redemptions. Yeah, we can talk about that next. That's fine. So, you know, Tops produces pack redemptions, and they actually made us. I think this is the first time they did. They made a special pack redemption for f1 for an f1 pack so instead of seeding racing in their regular products uh kind of like well you know panini does they they'll put all the sports in one rapper redemption so to try to find nascar you know you, if you go to get a, a rapper redemption 
uh, you, your pack might or might not even have NASCAR in it. So F1 uh, tops produced a representation just for F1. And so when we went, I guess it was Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, we were talking to, to um, one of the guys over at David Adams. They were like, well, yes, Adam of David Adams about the the print run being small for the F1 redemption and boxes started at 70, but you had to buy four. So you're looking at uh, $280 for a pack of uh, F1, which I think was four cards eventually, right? Uh, Let me throw the pack up here. So I think it was four tops Chrome trading cards. And uh, and then I think it was by the end of Wednesday, those boxes were $100 a piece. Yeah, it was also Blowout was participating. The only two the only two people yeah. that were participating were David Adams and Blowout. You couldn't you couldn't redeem boxes because they put little stickers on them and they were only allocated so many that they could you know sell per day. I guess they, what they were trying to do was not run out of packs the first day. So, right. Yeah. So they went to, like you said, they went to a hundred bucks and then Thursday they went to $125 a box. Yeah. So now you're looking at 500, but the, but the rub. And so what you had to buy was four boxes of 2022 tops F1 flagship, not Chrome. Yeah. Flagship paper. Uh, And the rub was you could find them in the building for $50 a box. Yeah, but you couldn't redeem them. Right, so you didn't get the magic sticker that you could combine um, to redeem. So basically, it it kind of smelled like a big uh, um, cash grab for David Adams and Blowout um, to reward them for (laughs) buying all that F1 uh, when they had to. So, Yeah, I think that there was a little bit of greed going on there. It, it, It was, it was Actually, it was, it was pretty bad on their part to to do what they did because I, I had considered it and I even still thought about doing it at maybe a hundred because yeah, we had the opportunity. Don't get me wrong, you know we we had the opportunity to buy them at seventy and just didn't do it. Uh, and then we went back and we were going. To, actually, I was going to buy four boxes at seventy. That's when we saw they were at a hundred dollars. Like, no, I'm out. But you know, some of these packs, you know, people are trying to sell them. I don't know what they've been going for, but people have been trying to sell them for four or five hundred dollars a pack. Yeah, I and saw them for five hundred. There are there are a lot of good things in there, but again, there are duds in there too. But, yeah, now I, not to come to David Adams blowouts <clears throat> rescue, but I did find out that it must have been David Adams were shipping stuff overnight back to the show so that they could have more product for the rapper redemption. So I'm sure that increased the prices as well. But, uh, and again, you know, there was a run on stuff. I don't know where I heard it, but some of the dealers had either pre-ordered cases of these to have at the national, uh, I guess at the $70 a box. And we, I mean, we saw some of them over there with like, you know, 16 boxes, to redeem four packs. So, um, you know, people willing to pay for them, then, you know, that's just not, that's just not me. So, but uh, more power to them. And we know, you know, F1 is not our forte. So when it comes to pricing, uh, that's just not my, uh, I, I just thought it was a very large gamble for um, 
for the reward, and then you got four boxes of paper. Yeah. I mean, I was willing to buy them at 70 because, you know, I, I would just do some videos busting them anyway, you know, have some fun because I, I, I like that. But like I said, once I went to $100, uh, I was no longer a player. Uh, I just I just thought it was a big money grab and I thought they were just gouging people. Um, so I, I just. I just, I didn't like the way that went down. And, and... Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, it's almost like. Um, it's not a box of Dynasty, but, you know, it, box of I don't, know, I don't even national treasures, but basically because there's no I don't think there were any autographs in there. It was just mm -mm. Chrome cards and numbered um, parallels or whatever. So. Anyway, yeah. uh, that that was kind of a big, um, big thing, I guess, for us to to witness some of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we saw we saw a lot of guys, and they had these whatnot bags, these big yellow bags, and it looked like they could probably fit at least eight to ten boxes in these these little bags, and they had bags and bags and bags of these that were they were redeeming. So. I guess when they first got there in the morning, they were there to buy them and buy them out. So they went quick. Uh, yeah. Well, like, there was a lot of good stuff in them. Yeah. I don't know when they ran out. I had read something where they had run out of packs. So I don't know if that was on the web, on Facebook or whatever, one of these F1 groups trying to say that, you know, the packs worth 500. But when, we or last saw them on Saturday. They still had, you know, plenty of boxes left at 125. They weren't moving, but we did see some times where they were sold out for the day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know how that all transpired, but anyway, it was a little rich for my blood for the pack rapper redemption. So yeah, I I took that money that I was going to spend on that and added a little more and bought a case of 2022 National Treasures. There you go. So I'll have more. I'll have more fun with that. Uh, it was twelve hundred dollars for that case. So that's basically three hundred dollars a box. So that's for National Treasures NASCAR. That, that's really, I think, a pretty decent deal. Now, one thing we did hear from somebody from the Big Three was that twenty twenty two Prism that they couldn't reorder from Panini. So, yeah. That may be tough. So 2022 Prism might be a tough, uh, a, a shorter print run. I'm not sure about that, but, you know, that's what, what they said. They didn't have any 22 Prism. I did see one dealer had two hobby boxes. They wanted 200 a box. But Yeah, we, we saw that, and I was just not a player. I've got, I've got a couple boxes sitting over here. I still haven't even opened up yet. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm waiting to just whenever I've got a lot of boxes stocked up to do videos. I just love time to do videos. Check out, check, check out Logan's uh, YouTube channel for all yeah. the pack breaks. But, you know, on the same lines of F1, um, of course, Val and I pretty much walked the entire floor. And literally, we asked people, yeah. And we asked people, you know, of course, we, we specifically asked for NASCAR, but then a lot of people say, no, I don't have that, but I have F1. And of course, we were looking. We really, in the overall grand scheme of things, uh, compared to 2020, 2021, there was not a lot of F1 there. Um, there were a few tables that had a, case, a display case full, but there really wasn't much. And we did the Hobby Hotline uh, show 
on Saturday from the main stage. And one of our Hobby Hotline alums, Chris Harris, came up, just voluntarily said, uh, I haven't seen much F1 here. I guess he was just trying to make conversation with Val and I. And he, he said I could quote him on this. And this is what he said. He said, I've seen more WNBA cards than F1 cards at this show. <laughs> wow. But um, we really, overall, we really didn't see a lot of F1. Um, I know that our friend Ivan, he, he tweeted out that he said the reason that there was not a lot of F1 at the show was because it was in, in collections. Well, I'm going to have to throw the BS flag on that one. And I, of course, I do not believe that at all. Um, Val, what do you think the reason was there wasn't a lot of F1 there? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the reason. I was just thinking we saw, I mean, we saw F1. I didn't see any, a lot of parallels to F1, right? I, I saw maybe the Hamilton and the Hamilton Chrome or Leclerc or whatever, or the Sapphire, but I didn't really see, you know, there's so many parallels in there. I really didn't see any of that stuff, but I, I think part of the reason maybe you don't see anything is because either they got in late. And so to sell anything now, you're going to sell at a loss or you hold mm -hmm. on to it and wait for it, you know, to come back. It's, you know, we, we seen this in NASCAR as well. Right. So even just looking at the old max sell sheets, actually buying stuff from max, you can get the stuff cheaper now than, than uh, you could back then. So, sure can. Um, and I think that's maybe human nature, right? I was like, hey, I paid this, you know, $100 for this. I want to sell it now for 30 or 50 right? Yeah. I think as a collector, it's like, well, let me hold on to it longer. It's almost like stocks. You don't realize the loss until you actually sell it, right? So, right. So, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we saw some F1 wax boxes like at uh, Blowout or whatever. Didn't really see any wax anywhere else. Didn't really see you know, like some of the high dollar cards, you know, because you know, I probably couldn't get it. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, I just didn't see a lot. I mean, compared to NASCAR, there was still more F1 than NASCAR. Yes. But we were specifically looking for NASCAR and we found, like I said, we found a, a good bit of stuff. And of course, you know, we talked to, um, Misha Wines, who is now the product, I think he's the product development brand assistant, I think is, is his title at Panini. So he's basically doing NASCAR right now. And uh, he told us that looks like Panini is going to be bringing back Prime in addition to everything else they're doing. So now looks like we're going to have five issues. We'll have Donruss and we'll have Chronicles, Prism. Prime and National Treasures. Five dollar foot long. Five dollar foot long. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since we had a five dollar foot long. Yeah. So that's going to be cool that Prime is coming back. Um, yeah. And Chronicles should, I think, hit the end of this month, maybe. Yeah. And we also found out that there might be some cool stuff in uh, Chronicles. So can't really say what that is. But it's it's going to be pretty cool. So hopefully it will come to fruition and and we'll have have stuff, some really cool stuff in Chronicles this year. If that's the case, you know, I'm going to probably buy a good bit of Chronicles. So we'll see what happens with that. But it was really nice to meet Misha. 
he was we talked to him for a long long time yeah he asked us questions on things like you know what did we like what did we not like what we like what would we like to see uh so um they are listening to us so we'll see what happens with all that uh it was like i said it was great to see him yeah i i put that uh that pitch in there for the old flare flare hot numbers yeah and I said something about maybe a Legends type release, like yeah, Preface used to do. And they're working on some of these uh, young guys we've talked about before that don't have cards yet. Um, so they're working on getting them in for next year's Donruss, I believe. So a lot of exciting things coming. So we'll see. Hopefully, we'll have some announcements here um, in the future. Uh, which made me think of the PTE, which w we did verify was the whatever, uh, the 500 degree coating there. Yeah, was it polytectorine glycol something something whatever the whatever the scientific name is. Right. Yeah, it was it was what we thought when we talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. It was exactly what we thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Now they did have some pretty cool exhibitors at the show or some other places the one place where you can go by psa get your picture taken and then if you wanted to sign the card you could and then they would encapsulate it for you i think it was from whatnot as well partnered up so they had the the dual autograph yeah check out those guys <laughs> yeah that's a post office mugshot if i ever saw one just about <laughs> Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I'm going to put the picture of your hall there. Yeah, you go ahead. And you, here, here's a picture. Val's going to put up a picture of the stuff that I bought while I was there. Uh, as you can see, I didn't buy everything racing. Uh, I did have, I bought some things for my sophomoric slab showcase on PSA set registry. I bought a few other odds and ends things. And I actually got them here. I can show a couple of things I bought up close. Uh, but as you can see, there was a good bit of stuff there. I even bought, if you look down there on the very, towards the bottom on the left, there's a share rookie. I bought, that was a totally an impulse buy, but it was a good price. So I, I decided to, uh, to buy that. But there were several Dale Earnhardt Sr. autographs. I did pick up a Mario Andretti rookie card, which was really cool. And a, for those of you who are cyclists and know who Eddie Merckx is, I did pick up an Eddie Merckx rookie card as well. So uh, I think I had a pretty good show. Yeah, and a few 2000 SP Authentic Sign of the Times. Yep, got some Sign of the Times. And Dale, Jimmy. Jeffy Poo. And Jeffy Poo, yeah. Yeah, the, the Earnhardt was there, and um, we kind of passed on that. Wish we hadn't done that. It was uh, really early in the show, and he wanted uh, – he wasn't dealing too much on it, so. Yeah. So but it was, was like early, I think it was, was it Wednesday we found that? Thursday? Anyway, we found it early in the show. Wednesday. Yeah, we found that Wednesday. Right. Before everybody got in there. Um, and it was like right before the show opened up. But yeah, I wish I kind of, that's my only re regret of the, of the national is not, one of us not buying that card. Yeah. But you know, as you can see, I picked up um, some yeah, odds and ends. 
yeah, I picked up several Jeff Gordons. I picked up a 92 tracks Jeff Gordon and one of those Sharks Tooth uh, Jeff Gordon autographs. I also picked up a, uh, uh, what is, I forget what the name of that is with the, uh, sign, was it Sign Sealed Delivered or whatever that was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sign Sealed and Delivered uh, Max. Max. Yeah. Maximum. Yeah. I, I picked up a Ty Freaking Gibbs card. It was a PSA 10. Um, so yeah, I picked up a lot of stuff. Um, it was, it was, it was a great, great show for me. I, I enjoyed it. And I didn't really realize how much stuff I had bought until I got home and started unpacking it all and then set up this quick little display to show what all I bought. So it was, it was a great show. Um, I do have Val, if you want to let me show a couple of cards real quick that I got that I think are really cool that yeah, of course. People, people could see close up. I did pick up from from a couple uh, this dealer. I picked up these Richard Petty personal touch, and they are from the um, nineteen or excuse me, the twenty twelve all time greats set. And there's this Richard Petty auto, and he he does a personal touch. And if you look there on the bottom, let me see if I can get it to focus in. Um, it says hero, which is kind of right there. And his hero is Robert E. Lee, which if you look over here on this side, you'll see he, he wrote Robert E. Lee. So that's the that's the personal touch. And this is one of 10. So that, that's one of the Richard Petty's that I bought. And I also bought another one from that same set. And this is number 10 of 10. And they're asking his favorite recording artist. And he wrote Alabama. So, again, th those are cards I don't think I've ever seen in my life. And I was able to get two of them, and I, I got them for what I think, what I consider, and considering how rare these are, I think I got them for a very good deal. So those were neat. Um, one thing I did pick up, it's, it's a little unusual, is this Paul Newman card. And it's a, a PSA 8. It's from 1966. The reason I bought this card is that Paul Newman was recently, this past year, inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame, not even the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, excuse me. So I have a set on the PSA set registry, so I got that for that set. So I thought that was really neat. Uh, I'll show you a few more of my graded cards real quick that I picked up. Um, I did pick up a few 88 Max, if I can get them apart. They're really stuck together here. But I did pick up a few 88 Max, nothing really to write home about. Uh, it's a PSA 9. And here's a. Bill Elliott, fan favorite driver, nine, and then a 10 of Davey Allison's car. Got this for a real good price as well. Uh, cheaper than you can get them on eBay, trust me. Um, one thing, you know, I do like Sir Jackie Stewart. So I did pick up this car, Jackie Stewart from 1970 Panini. I thought that was really neat. It's a PSA 9. That's a, that's a sweet card right there. Actually, it's a sticker, but. Yeah, it's nice. So that's cool. And then. Um, show you real quick my eddie Merckx. that's my eddie Merckx rookie from 1966 i've been eyeballing one of those on on uh, ebay for quite some time then uh ty freaking gibbs psa 10 from 2021 prism with the auto with the little loop-de-loop -loop scribble scribble and got this jiffy poo the sign seal delivered that's numbered card auto so it's graded i think that's a psa 8 yes it's a psa 8 that's a tough card yeah those wood those wood grain borders 
make it tough to get in high grade. Plus, yeah, you know, when he got those to sign, he just kind of threw them around, so he didn't really care. Yeah, this is a nice little five card set. I think it is. I got you have that set on the record. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a it was a tough one to find. The there's a few that were were tough, but and then I picked up this really cool card right here. Uh, it's a Mario Andretti rookie from 1969. It's a PSA seven. Of course, these things were never made to be really collected. They were made to be stuck in a sticker book. So I was really proud to get that one. I got that from the same guy. I got the Eddie Merckx and the Jackie Stewart. He had a lot of cool cards and also the, the Paul Newman. So I, that guy had a lot of nice stuff. But um, let's see if there's anything else. Of course, we've got hashtag skid marks. Picked that up. <laughs> had to throw that in. A couple other things. Got, I got some Earnhardt. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll show you these uh, sign of the times real quick. We got Jeffy Pooh. We got Jimmy. And we got Dale Jr. So those were really nice to get. Got a couple of uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. autos. Got this gold press pass auto. I think this is from 1999, I believe. And it's numbered out of 10, out of, excuse me, out of 100. It's number 46 of 100. So that's nice. Got that. Got, picked up another Dale Earnhardt. This is just an on-card auto. It's not a factory auto. It's uh, from 1994, wheels high gear. But it is JSA authenticated, so that was cool. And, of course, keep in mind, I did not pay the prices you might see. I did not pay any of those prices. And then I found this this one. This is from uh, Classic slash Finish Line. And it's also numbered. It's number 74 of 250. And that's a real nice auto. There were a lot of other Dale Earnhardt autos there, Val, but you can describe the kind of the way they looked and why we did it. We passed on them. Yeah, I mean, we're looking we're looking at some of those and how – they looked uh, visibly with, you know, the signature. Some of them had dark signatures on dark parts of the card, so it kind of washed at the signature and made it hard to see. So I think Logan's goal was looking for stuff in that um, that kind of popped and showed the signature clearly. So mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of faded autographs. Well, not a lot. There was a couple that were faded on the card, and then there were a lot of them that were very streaky. And... I'm to a point where if I'm going to spend this kind of money for a Dale Earnhardt senior autograph, I'm going to get one that presents well and looks well is not, not messed up. Now one that I, another one that got away that we didn't talk about was the cheese. It's patch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. There was a prime patch of Bubba Wallace cheese. It's. And uh, we saw that. I think it was like two fifty. Uh, same guy that had those petties that you got mm -hmm. the bookends. That was really sweet. Yeah, I think I think he, he quoted us the price of 200 and we went back to kind of maybe buy it, and it was gone. But funny thing, we saw it later, at an, and I got a picture of it, at another dealer table for $400. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was it was nice, cool-looking patch. I really love those prime patches, so. But, um. Yeah, we had we had a great time. We also uh, we did run into Tim, to Tim Trout, who's now with Top Slash Fanatics, and we found out that he is also he he's been working on what he said combat sports, which threw me for a second when he said that. And it, what he was talking about was like you know MMA, uh, wrestling, all those so combat sports basically is what that now it made, it made sense. 
But he also told us that he's going to start working on F1. So we're hoping that the fact that Tim is there now and he is working on F1, that we will be able to to do some things with more with F1 for the show. So we're hoping that since we've we've known Tim for a long time, that he will uh, he will hook us up with with some sweet stuff and uh, hopefully we can give some things away. Hopefully, and get um, some more information on uh, products, upcoming products, and and stuff like that. So. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we are. Uh, anything else? I know we're running late here. Well, I was going to expand on what Ivan had said about the F1 cards and being in collections, but I, I think I'll save that for next week. I'll do a deeper dive into that and why I, I want to debunk what he said. Uh, nothing against Ivan. I love Ivan to death. He's a great friend, but I just don't agree with what he said. <laughs> no, I I understand. So. I, yeah, I don't know how much time he actually went around actually looking at the tables. I know he was um, with somebody, I think, with one of the tables. So. One more thing. I just I just remembered. Okay. You know, in this year's 2023 Donruss, they have the Let's Go set. Yes. You know, got all the different drivers. There's a number missing there. Number Card number 12. There is Ooh. a card number 12 missing. Yes, from that, from that, from that insert set, we heard rumors. We won't say who from who, but we heard that there was going to be, there was planned a "Let's Go Brandon" card for that set, and it was pulled apparently uh, last minute and was not inserted in the set. Um, so that we we had heard that. Again, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is something that we had heard at the show. So that's too bad. I think that would have been a really hot card if that was the case. That let's go, Brandon. I think a lot of people that would have crossed over to a lot of different people. I think it would have been would have been really really cool. So just a little tidbit of information of something that we heard overheard at the show. All right. Um, anything else? Go to Kings Court. Let's go to King's Court, man. We're already an hour, eight minutes into this. All right. Okay, so this week we have two weeks of King's Court. Since we didn't do it last week, since I was out goofing around, uh, <laughs> So with that, we, we're going to have a couple of honorable mentions. And this is honorable mention number one. And this was on the 2nd of August. It's a Richard Petty gold vinyl one-of-one one autograph. They were asking, I love this price, $700.01. Guess what, Val? You know what happened. Click. Somebody went click and bought it for $700.01. So that's a that's a cool card. That's the same. I think that's the same card I've got. Um, that was my first pickup. But that's uh, I missed that one completely. I didn't see that. I don't know that I paid seven hundred dollars for it, but I still think it's really cool. Yeah, free shipping, man. Yeah, you can't beat that. Nope. Yeah, it's probably probably in a PWE. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay. So honorable mention number two. 
This was on the 28th of July. It's a 1999 Press Pass Signings Gold Dale Earnhardt autograph, number 11 of 100. It's pretty cool. It's a little streaky, as you can see, like in the E, but it's still a pretty sweet card. They were asking $1,400 for this bad boy. They settled on a best offer of $1,150. Ungraded. Wow. Yeah. So... I saw that and said that's uh, that needs to be at least an honorable mention. So I, I really did like that card a lot. Yeah, it's I mean, it. other than that little tiny streak piece, it's beautiful auto. Yeah, it is. And you know, that's always a problem with those gold pins. They have a tendency to streak like that. So trying to trying to find some that are not streaky is is pretty tough. He cu he cuts that uh, end of that auto close to the end of that card. He sure but did. He doesn't he go off, does he? No, he did. He looped it like right to the end, man. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so he, yeah, so I love that card. What do you think about that price? You think that's a good price? I think so. Uh, I think for so what too. we what we saw, I mean, it's numbered out of a hundred. Uh, it's gold pen. Like I said, it's got you know the auto's got some issues if you're getting it graded, but it oh, it's, it it's nice and bold on that white, so it shows great. You know, like we were talking about buying something that. Looks good. There's some of that, you know, Earnhardt under in the naming on his on the card, but for the most part, yep. it's uh, it's pretty nice. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's a really nice card. I don't think the price is that that outrageous. Probably going rate. Yeah, I think it's about the going rate. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So next up is our Joker of the Week. This was on the 29th of July. Love him or hate him, it's Donald Trump. And it's a 2020 Panini Chronicles Spectra Neon Green Kaleidoscope. I think the thing that really made this card sell and the thing that's unique about it and kind of cool and kind of odd is it's card number 45 of 49. And guess what? He is the 45th president of the United States. So I think well, that's this, what... Yeah. This one shows 09. They said number 45 of 49. They lied. <laughs> so they lied. It's card number 45. Oh, it's card number 45. So I, I stand corrected. It's card number nine of 49. It didn't, but the way it looks in the listing, it's card number 45 of 49. But still, it's it's, it's numbered to 49. It, it, those are tough to find. Um, yeah. Not even the parallels. I, I have not seen one in the wild. So yeah, it's a it's a it's only a PSA eight, and they, this asking price I thought was really funny. They were asking for. Four hundred twenty dollars and sixty nine cents. It has a lot of different uh, meanings in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. But they settled on a best offer of three hundred fifty bucks. Three fifty, wow. Yeah, for that card. So yeah, if you're if you're working on that uh, Spectra set. Yeah. So yeah, if you're working on that set, yeah, that's. Uh, but you know, it's, like I said, love him or hate him, it's still a cool card. And then of course they have the other one of with his limousine. Right. So, uh, the Beast. The Beast, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, so next up is our Jack of the Week, which is our young driver. This is on the 31st of July. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Lando Calrissian Norris rookie auto, number 62 of 74. Uh, looks like the auto got a 10 and the card got an 8. But uh, this card went out for bidding. And it went for eighteen hundred and seventy-five dollars with sixty-five bids. Wow! Yeah, 
And, uh, well, you know, Lando's kind of hot right now. You know, McLaren, they've got, they've kind of got it going on. I think he finished like, what, sixth or seventh, whatever, this past weekend. So, I mean, they're climbing up the leaderboard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised once Max cools off that he may get a win. Yeah, he, I think he's definitely on the move up. Um, in the, in the list, if you listed all the, F1 drivers and who is performing better than they had been and who's performing worse than they had been. Uh, maybe who's the future, maybe. Um, Credit Max is not that old, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, he, I think he's kind of a breath of fresh air and somebody that people can look to to collect. And, um, you know, he's been doing pretty well. So. He has been, and, and and I'm on his team. I, I, I hope he does. I hope he hope he does pull one out. That would be awesome. Me too, man. Me too. So that's All awesome. Right. So next up is our Queen of the Week. This was also on the 31st of July. It is Danica Patrick, and it's an SGC nine. 2017 National Treasures Dual Tire Signature Patch Auto One of One. Now, they were asking $1,249.99 for this card and accepted a best offer of $800. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the card is a 9 and the auto is a 10. So Yeah, I think it's a little overpriced, but... It's very overpriced. I do, I do have to give... It looks great in that holder because of the black around it and that white border so yeah the I, i'll agree with that the tux the tux looks good on this one for sure yes. yep i don't know if it's 800 dollars good but hey that congratulations to the seller and the buyer so i mean yeah. it's a one-on-one and whatever but uh i'm not a player at at, at that but I, I just think there's just so much danica patrick um product out there son so there uh, is uh and, and and the tires really don't do anything for me. I know they're part of the good wall, good year wall, whatever, but mm -hmm. I, I probably would have liked to have seen a better uh, patch or, or something, but but that's me. No, I was thinking the same exact thing. I, I would like to have seen a nice fire suit. Maybe, you know, make one of those a fire suit patch and then a tire, you know, something. But, you know, there are a lot of Danica collectors out there, and uh, congrats, like you say, congrats to who, whoever got it, and congrats to the seller as well, because yeah. I do think it's overpriced. I do like that holder in it. it yeah. I like it in that holder, so, okay. All right, so next up is our King of the Whoa. Week. Yeah, buddy. This is on uh, the 25th of July. It's 2020 National Treasures Richard Petty Fire Suit Booklet Race Worn Patch Auto. One of one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wish I had so, seen that one. That's so pretty. Yeah, it's like ooh, I love it so much. But uh they were asking fourteen hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents for it, and it went for a pretty good price. It went for eleven hundred dollars. So pretty hefty price, but uh, also I think a pretty hefty card. Yeah, that's uh, pretty unique, man. I mean, you, not only do you have that big 
50 patch in there. I would have liked to see some more of that to the left of it, where it's the part of the 43. But it's also the name, you know, it's almost as Richard Petty right there in embroidery, too. So, yeah, uh, that's old school embroidery, naturally, because that's when he he raised. So all that stuff was embroidered on that. That's um, that's pretty impressive, almost a piece of art as well. So it really is. Uh, I'm in love with that card. Um, I don't know that I would have had eleven hundred dollars to spend on it, but I could always dream. Yeah, that's 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 a nice card. Yeah, I think I, I think it went for probably about the price it needs to go for. I think eleven hundred dollars is a fair price. I'm I'm thinking that's probably low because that's uh worn fire suit. Yep. Right. And you know how much how much Richard, how many Richard Petty fire suit pieces are out there? So especially uh, a prime patch like that. So, Agreed. So I, I think looking back that this we're going to say this one for a low price. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. But, but that again, that's me though. So I, uh, I know he signs a bunch and we know Danica signs a bunch, but I, you know, I think that patch with, with the number uh, with his car number there to the left. And I'd like to, I guess, see where that is on that patch, but that's, uh, cause that's probably a very big piece uh, with his name, the car number, and that 50, what part is that 50 years of, I don't think that's 50 years of STP, but anyway, I'd be curious to, to see it. But anyway, I think it's a, it's a, you know, prime patch. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think maybe 50 years of petty. Okay, maybe. Uh, you know, Petty Petty Enterprises, you know, starting with Lee and everything. Right. So, yeah, so, th yeah, that's a cool, that, I love that. Uh, that would look nice in my PC for sure. <laughs> it sure would. <laughs> okay, right. so next up, our Ace of the Week, which is our one of one, was on the 26th of July. It's a 2022 Topps Dynasty Formula One, Sergio Perez. And it says gold glove relic patch auto one of one. So did he does he have Red Bull on his gloves? I guess it says authentic authentic memorabilia. It says glove. I don't know necessarily know that it's a glove relic, but uh, uh, on the back. Oh, Dynasty autograph racing glove jumbo relic card from 2022 tops. Dynasty Formula One. So I think that is correct. I think with the way their gloves are, that's um, either on the top of the hand or at the start of the arm is is the Red Bull logo. Yeah, but that that is just a really cool patch right there. It's another yeah. massive prime prime patch for that that brand. So it is. Um, this this one went out for bidding though. It went at, went for thirty three hundred dollars with forty three bids. So uh, I think it's worth it. It's autographed. The autograph is not that great, uh, as you can see. Yeah, it would have been super if it would have been a little lower in in the window it was supposed to be in to kind of show. But it's not it's not horrible. Yeah. Um, and we've noticed that with a lot of these F1 cars, these drivers don't, I, I get, and I guess it's just because they just didn't know because this is really the first time they've been signing cards like this. 
So they really, you know, I would think that Tops would send them a sheet and say, a little mock-up and say, hey, this is where you sign it. But, I, you know, I, again, I don't know. Pull a, a Kirk Keith. Yeah. Tell sign here. <laughs> yes, sign here. But pretty cool car. Congrats to whoever got it. I think it's probably, you know, given the patch and everything and it's autograph, it's a one-of-one. One. It's probably about the right price for that card. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So uh, lastly, our Royal Flush of the Week. This was on the 1st of August. It's a Charlotte Claire 2020 Tops Chrome F1 Orange Refractor. We never see any orange refractors on here. It's out of 25. It's a just a PSA 7. Wow. And it went out for bidding. And it went for $5,900 with 34 bids. A PSA 7. Yeah. Well, I don't think it matters for the grade. It's, it is the orange. Now, that's a great-looking card with the red driver's suit um, and the light orange it's just a pretty card that signature could probably be a little darker but otherwise than that it still presents really well it does I, i'm wondering if it's got a got a corner somewhere that's messed up um it's hard to tell yeah uh, let's see if i can go back hey, it's gonna be really get a seven so the corners look good unless it's the surface it could be the surface because you remember they had some issues with that because i think a lot of these were made over uh, overseas, what in Ireland or someplace? Um, yeah. But yeah, it could be a surface issue. It could be some surface scratch or something on there. On um, what? Well, I was looking at this dark, this right hand corner on the back where it goes dark. It looks pretty sharp. It looks sharp there. That left, that one up there looks sharp. Yeah, it, I don't see anything unless. There's some kind of surface scratches on the back or something like that that we can't see, but it presents really well, right? It does. It's a nice looking card. It, it looks mint. Yeah, it looks it, it look it presents better than it than the grade for sure. I bet you that's beautiful in in person. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, that's some price too. Out to bidding, almost six thousand. It is. But yeah, cool card. Um I think it's worth $5,900. Um, maybe. <laughs> I think I still, th I still think Formula One cards are still kind of hefty priced still, uh, even though they've come down considerably. But, you know, at least now it's getting to a point where we can, we can, us regular folk can start affording some of these cards. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty though. That presents real well. Congratulations yeah. to the seller and buyer. Yep. So um, I guess that's it for this week's King's Court. That's all we got. All right. Well, I think that's it. Um, again, you know, thanks for hanging in with us this far into the show. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if, uh, Logan, you got anything? Uh, I don't know if we're still running your hash, hashtags. Yeah. Yeah, I've got... Uh, Hashtag skid marks, tie freaking Gibbs, and hashtag slab fire, which I don't know where the, where, where the where it's at, but uh, there hashtag you go. slab fire. There we go. And I was wearing a slab fire T-shirt on Thursday of the national. You were, I know you were. So it was fun. It was it was great meeting the folks that we got to meet out at at the national. So, um, 
had a blast. It's going to be in Cleveland next year. So hopefully folks can make it. Hopefully it'll be even bigger and better mm-hmm. than this year. More racing. So um, like I said, we got Chronicles coming up here at the end of, of August. So, but I guess we'll leave it there again. Uh, thanks everybody for watching and tuning in. Please um, like, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please like like the podcast, like uh, the, the show. If you really like it, please uh, subscribe. So uh, we'll give you a shout out. Leave a comment in uh, the um, comment sections for the show. We'll give you a shout out as well and uh, have some good conversations there. If you're at the show and didn't get the, you know, we can get to run into you or whatever, uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you picked up, what you thought about the show, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, I think some of the old school folks didn't like some of the new uh, Comic-Con, whatever type feel to it, or what's it, Collecticon feel to it. But, um, you know, some one vendor, the CGC, had a few video games in Ball, so uh, that was a little different. There's a lot of music going on over there at Fanatic, so uh, it's a little, you know, different than the old fuddy-duddy shows, so. Yeah. It's it's getting to be more of an experience as well as a show. And I will say, I know we're already over, but there are a lot of kids there. I mean, a lot of kids there. Uh, and so that was a great, great sign. They were all crowded around V Friends and uh, uh, somebody we won't even talk about. He had a ton of kids over there. I thought he was a Pied Piper. So um I don't know, uh, but it was great to see that there are a lot of kids at the show. So, Yeah, and from what we understand, we were talking to Joe Orlando, and this was on, what, day Saturday, I think, is when we were talking to him. And uh, he told us that the the National had set a new all-time high record attendance. We don't know what that number is, but apparently they broke the uh, record for Anaheim. So... That's good. That's right. I, I do remember that. So uh, that was really, really impressive. So I was going to say something else, but I, oh, I know it was the kids walking out of the show. The kids lined the exit and they had all the cards out there on the floor uh, for tra- for trade and stuff. So everybody's with the little hustles there and uh, for trade. I didn't make it to the trade night, but I heard it was um, it was crazy. So. A lot of lot of lot of card action. Yeah. Also, um, and we didn't even mention this either. Shout out to Jamie Kiss Kiss and the uh, crew at the set reg- PSA set registry. We went to the PSA set registry uh, cocktail party on Friday night. It was a great event. Uh, we got to see the the award winners. We got to mingle around. Nat Turner was even there. So we had a, it was a good time. It was head by all. It was it was a fun event. So thank you PSA for that. Yeah, and if you want to make make it to the PSA set registry cocktail party, you can start today, uh, work on a set on the PSA set registry, and it uh, doesn't have to be a big, massive card set. It can be a small five-card insert set, whatever it is. Uh, probably go after something that me or Logan is not in. <laughs> <laughs> Give you your best shots, and uh, you could be the only one in your in your set registry class and still be number one and uh, you get an invite to the cocktail party. So, which will be in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'm going to yeah. count the days. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, you and uh, Eric and everybody else. So, all right, that's enough. Thanks again for watching. We're out of here, and we will catch you next week, and enjoy the races this weekend. We're out of here.